Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Okay, we're going to start by looking at what we can expect in the Glad Africa Championship. And we're joined on the line by a man who follows a lot of uh, um, Glad Africa Championship football. That's our national first division, Gululeko Zalda, who also writes for kickoff. Gululeko, thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Thank you, my brother, and thank you for this opportunity. Greetings to the listeners, greetings to the team. Thank you, sir. Let's start by looking at the Glad Africa Championship. But actually, since you are in KZN, Gululeko, maybe how mm. you can tell us how are things settling in, are settling down at Royal AM now with everything that's happened over the past week or so? Yeah, they do. They are settling down. They are really happy, excited. And last night they had a party where they were celebrating being in the DSCV supermarket. <laughs> so it's everything nice this side. So we're happy as a KZN as well to have four teams as well. Sorry, are they having a party after buying the status of Celtic? They had a lot of parties. Uh, there are party people. And you saw last week when they play against Morocco Swallows, they were enjoying themselves uh, in the in the in the stands. They even they were even dancing. They thought they caught a point until uh, uh, that Mahalo cross that ended their party. So they they are very partying people. They always enjoy themselves. They always celebrate. Where whenever they 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 they're in the game, it's always a crew for them. So last night I saw a picture, pictures that they were having a party where they were celebrating being in the top flight football. Okay, win or lose, the party must continue. And then on that note, Nguleko, how many players then from the previous AM have been kept or who has gone to TTM? Even without giving us a number, what is the makeup of the teams looking like now? I can safely say that 90% of the of the team is Bloemfontein Celtic. Mm. 90% if not uh, 80, 90%. And uh, some few players have joined the Bloom Celtic. I mean, they've joined uh, the, 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 the other teams. TTM and other mm. teams. Because uh, some players were told that they were they would be given clearance so that they can join their club of their choices. Because if they don't want to go to TTM, they can go to, uh, to any club. But... Uh, uh, Mumkeys uh, decided to stick with uh, Bloomfield, even the technical team. They even get rid of the goalkeeping coach who was there when they launched the PSC Diplomacy. But uh, the following day, they decided that he must, be, he must go and they give some technical team an opportunity for this season. And after that, they can decide who oh. they're going to gonna have for the, for, the, for the rest of their time at the, at the top flight football. Okay, let's look at the Glad Africa Championship now that... Um um, we are here looking at the season. I know the season has kicked off already. For you, who are the title contenders or the promotion chasers and why? You know, when we speak about Great Africa Championship, it's very interesting that we started with the Real AM. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about Great Africa Championship, we talk about Mamkeze, who's going to bring the vibe, who's going to uh, bring the, the, the attention to the, to the league. Right now, it's going to be interesting who's going to make the, the, the league very interesting. But I can tell you now that, you know, between Jomo Cosmos, JDR mm. and uh, Richard PFC, I can see them challenging for the for, for, for the promotion. Why I'm saying that? Uh, the the, the Richard Pay have experience and they've good players and they've coach who knows. Peter Lanza knows how to win when it comes to to play Africa Championship. It's just that the challenge that they've been having in the last three years, they've been changing a lot of coaches in a in a very critical time. That season mm. they changed the coach in the last five games. They changed uh, Simon Lanza and the Jomo Cosmos. Uh, Jomo Sono have already coach Jomo Sono have already made it clear that. I, I I I saw in the interview saying if he doesn't get the the, the promotion this season he will retire. Mm. So it's it's a critical season for him. He needs to get the promotion. And JDR last season they were in the playoffs, and I mean they were almost in the playoffs. 
So if you if you watch JDR, they play good football. They have good uh, young players and they, they hungry players as well. They won last weekend in their opening opening game. They just play as well won. So I can see those three teams challenging for the top for the top spots or even promotion playoffs. Okay, so you've got JDR, you've got Richards Bear, you've got uh, Jomo Cosmos, which is an interesting one there. But I also read the interview where Abrajay was saying he's even signed players from Brazil now and he wants to come back. He's serious about coming mm-hmm. coming back. And then at the bottom, which teams do you expect to struggle or find find the going tough? I think the Northern Cape side, uh, the Platinum, what, uh, the Northern Cape side, the new team that's in the Club Championship. Yeah, the team that was Pulukwane City Rovers. Yes, I don't think they will... Because the Clear Africa Championship demands more of a fi- of finances than anything else. You need to have a, a great squad that is mentally strong, that is mentally ready. And if you look at them, they knew in the league, they might suffer from what the... Uh, uh, the, the, the the, the the team that was playing in the in in Kenzole tennis stadium, Polo Chiefs, mm. what they suffered mm. last season. You know, when you don't have a squad that understand the competition, the competition in the in the league. So I don't see them really doing well this season. Uh, then we have the, the Western Cape uh, uh, teams. I don't know what's happening there because in the past we have so many players that were promoted from that side of the of, of the country. But right now, they, I don't see them really. Giving us what we need. That season they were they were they were they were saved by the the DC uh, because they were pointed to a detector to other teams. So it's going to be hard for this season. I see them really struggling this season as well. Even though some people still believe that Captain Spence can do something this season, I don't see them competing. I don't see them really doing any damage beside those three teams that I mentioned. That's going to be in the top and in the relegation zone in Northern Cape side. Um, so I don't see them really competing. If you are new in the Club African Championship, you're really struggling because there's a lot of things that's happening. Traveling. It's cost a lot. It needs someone who's got big uh, big sponsorship uh, in terms of finances. The boss must be really sponsored. Must really have finances. That's why the likes of Mamkiz and Sekukuni managed to, to survive in the league because it's not for anyone. Okay, that's those are the views of Ngulelego Zaza there. And then Ngulelego, before we let you go, um, I want to now because you are in KZN and we're going to get to the Premiership now. But there was an interesting comment made by Amazulu coach Benny McCarthy after the defeat mm. to Sundowns. And for those who like to listen with a trained ear like us, it sounds like there's so much more here. But let me play it for you and get your thoughts. Let's play that clip. The president has his wishes, he has got his desires, but that's just his wishes. And sometimes you can fulfill them and sometimes you don't, you can't, you know, but it's an early start, only the first game in the season. So, yeah, we work towards that every day and that we don't like to put unnecessary pressure on ourselves for what, because of people's desires and people's wishes. So that's how it is. Football is football, my friend. Because if I was, if I had a magic wand, I said, "Boom! I win the league. I win the league." But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. You got a Monday to Friday, and then come weekend, you play Sundowns. Then you have to be on your A game. Next week, you play Swallows. You play Super Sports, and you still got to turn up. So you know you can't just wave a magic wand. And that's how it is. So we'll see. End of the season, we'll have a talk, and then we'll see if we match the desires of the owners. That is interesting from Benny McCarthy. It sounds like, for me, it sounds like he believes that the owners are putting a bit of pressure on him or the expectations are high. But is that what, or are we reading too much into it, Nkulilek? 
You know, as as we started this interview, I spoke about ke- excitement in KZN. Mm. You know, we Amazon will finish in the second position last season, and one expected that Amazon will go all out. They will do what they did last season in getting top players. And I, I, I for one, in my own opinion, I feel like they didn't do justice to Penny McCarthy. They didn't get those players that you expect that Amazon will get, mm. especially if they want to compete with Sundowns. If you want to compete with Sundowns, you need to break the bank. You need to get top players. You need to get, you need to, 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 to sign quality players. I'm not saying those players are, are, are worse than what, what the Penny would use, but I don't think if you want to compete, because in the launch, they spoke about finishing in the, in better position than last season. That means they need to challenge for the league. If you challenge for the league, you can't bring players that have been they, they, they've struggled in, in, in their previous teams, you know. So I feel like it's under, uh, Amazon didn't do justice on Penelope Card, and I can see this frustration that the play the, the, the chairman wants to win something. But if you look at the players that they brought in, in the squad, they come to catch Champions League, and you see the players. And we, I know the list that they, they had, mm. uh, the players that they, they, they wanted, and they didn't get it. Yeah, Renan Pucha is not there, and uh, there are some players that even. You, you you see if you, you follow football that uh, those players some people were surprised that even the players like uh, Pekanen and uh, Pilanzulu are going to Amazulu and Kotomulek uh, are going to Amazulu Amazulu were expecting some players that they, they, they've done it they are competitive they can make the club better than last season so it's one of those things when the chairman has got a lot of dreams but can't back up those dreams with quality signing. So I understand where Penny is coming from and many people can, can feel his frustration that he didn't get the players that he wanted. And after last season we expect that the player will break the tank and we will compete with Sundowns and even go to Sundowns with the players that are not used at Sundowns and say, please give me, let me buy these players because you're not using them. Because I want to quite, I want to compete with you. But he's not doing that. Instead he get players that have been they, they, they haven't competing for, for the league for, for a while now. So mm-hmm. it's very surprising and shocking for Amazulu to even think about challenging for the league when they have those kind of players that they've, they've signed. Okay, looks like it's going to be an interesting season at Amazulu, this one. Thank you, Ngulule Gojlaja, for speaking to us there. Do follow him on social media also. Follow him, he writes for kickoff.com. Thank you for giving us that update on the or your views on the Glad Africa Championship as well as what is happening at Amazulu. He has, he's seated now. He's put his headphones on. I did say he was coming, and I know how popular he gets with our listeners here, uh, Brian Mofukeng, who joins us on the line now. <laughs> Why do I laugh when I see you? Because <laughs> I know when that laugh, when I hear that laugh on TV, you know something is coming. Eh? But Brian, good evening. Thank you for joining us tonight to, with this discussion. Uh, good evening, uh, Tabiso, and good evening, good evening to. Uh, I, I don't call them listeners, I call them my SAFM family. SAFM family. That is where it all Thank started. You. You know? It all yes. started here for me. No wonder they like you so much, this SAFM family. You, you, you fresh off the mic downstairs. You were, you were doing the Sundowns and Chipper game. I had a little bit of you on Radio 2000. Both games ending nil-nil. What was your impression of the game that you covered? Frustrating today. Mm. Frustrating for Mangobamnit. I think Mangoba made it clear when you, if you, if you listen to the previews when he, uh, he was being interviewed to talk about the game against Gavin Hunt. He said it's going to be very tricky. And they need to find a way to try and uh, nullify the, 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 you know, the very tall players in defense. And they'll also need to, to be aware of how much they'll try and use the aerial, aerial prowess when they go forward. So they need to try and make sure they don't get that going. So, you know, Sundowns made a lot of changes today in the starting level. They made three changes in total. Mm. If you look at the team they played and one against Amazon, one, one goal to nil. They also struggled against Amazon. It's not an easy game for them to win. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the way Chipa played in a second half, Chipa could have scored one or two goals of their own. 
because they started really getting and putting their foot in the ball more and more in the second half and could have found the back of the net. But it's going to be a tall one. I mean, if you're Sundowns, you only lost one game last season. Everybody's gunning for you. So it's mm. going to be a very difficult one. The game I was also keep watching, keeping an eye on was the game between uh, that is uh, uh, Garland who played against Rondo Pirates. And mm. uh, we saw then Rondo working out with men of the match uh, for that game because they really took Pirates. They, they fought very hard against the Buccaneers. And also, you're going to talk about Zulu. I just mentioned that they're mm. tall players, cheap at the back. Zulu got his second man of the match. Award. He got one in a game when he, he scored on debut in a game against Kukuni. He got one today against, against Sundown. So I think something is, uh, you know, unlike what Kukuni was talking about at Amazulu, mm. I think Chipa is cooking something very good okay. in, in, in Tabeja. On that note, then, talking about Amazulu, are you surprised that it seems like the expectations of the owners and, and what the coach is expecting this season, they're not on the same, uh, basically on the same level, on the same wavelength? Remember when they, when they signed Benny McCarthy, one of the things they mentioned was uh, they want to see Amazulu become one of the top teams. They want to celebrate their 100th anniversary with some silverware. And, and when he started looking at the signings they made at that stage, you thought, okay, they're going to challenge for everything that is coming up. But then this year, you know, I understand. I've got to agree with Nkulu at some stage because they brought in some players that... You're thinking, okay, they could have probably gone for this player instead of that one. But I think if you look at the way they finished, one will say also at the same time that they finished very well. What, why do you want to try and fix something if it's not broken? Mm. And then, before we go to Max Trader, who's already on the line, you've already touched on Sundowns. Everybody will be chasing them. But a lot of people are tipping Sundowns to defend their title. How do you see them doing this season? I think they will. Uh, you know, even though they are faltering a bit, I think they will. I think they'll be able with the quality they have in the squad. Because if you look at the changes they made in in the matches that we played towards the end of last season, uh, the regulars are not really starting per se. Besides Oreshin de Riek in his starting 11, Denis Onyango made his first start today, so it was a good one for him. Laleke has been a regular in the team. They still have some very good, potent players on the bench. I mean, you saw Kemet Rasmus getting a bit, a few minutes in a game today. Tapelo Morena has been out, in and out of the team. Um, Tobin Vala, I think for me, he's also been a player, just got called up to the Fana Fana squad. Roshin de Riek also. So, with the players that they had sent on loan coming back into the team again and releasing some of the other players, sometimes still be a very good team to challenge for league honors people have to go at sundowns to get the league it's not going to be the other way around okay and people can send us voice notes if you agree or not agree tell us who are your title contenders who do you think is going to win it who will be the chasing pack or who will struggle this season we are speaking to brian mufukeng sabc sport commentator mark stradom also joins us on the line now sports journalist with times live mark good evening thank you for speaking for joining us on safm tonight uh, hey, Tobisa. Hey, listeners. Uh, sure, Brian's a tough act to follow sometimes. He's an encyclopedia. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> let's give you time to think about that, Mark. So before we get your thoughts on the season ahead, Royal AM yeah. have been fined, sanctioned by the league today uh, for boycotting mm. those playoffs matches. You've been following this story. I mean, one million rand for each match of the playoffs they boycotted. So that is four million rand that they've been fined. And then they were docked three points for each game. That is 12 points. But it would be serious if 2.8 of the 4 million was not suspended and if the 12 points docked were also not suspended. I don't even know if you can dock points and then suspend those points. But um, what do you make of this sanction today? Yeah, okay. Um, it's it's a difficult one to be so. So what, what, it's difficult because um, Ro- Royal was sold. Um in the, they'd been found guilty. In the, so in the midst of this process, they were found guilty on August 11, mm. well, guilty on all charges. 
I mean, from all indications, um, Royal were, the, the PSL prosecutor, Monday Becker, was going to push that the DC, the DC can't expel, but it can recommend to the Board of Governors that they expel. And if you consider four matches that, that Royal didn't show up to, um, flagrantly, no, no bus broke down, no flight was cancelled. Um, whether they felt they had a legal standing for that or not, and whatever advice they took legally, you know, it's it's quite quite strange. And then if you, you even throw into the the mix that they they in one of their court proceedings asked for the the acting CEO of the PSL Martha Madlala to be jailed. Mm. So if it came in front of the POG, you might have felt if it got that drastic, and the, and the DC even went that far as recommending that. Now I'm not saying that would have happened. Um, you might have felt there was a chance that Royal even could get expelled. So now what's happened in between the, them being found guilty um, and the sentencing was that Royal AM sold their, they, they bought Bloom Celtic and we saw them play their first match this past weekend. And um, they sold their NFT franchise to TTM. And, and Michael Murphy explained last week that in, the, in terms of the sale agreements, what was established by the PSL is that all DC um, coming pending DC decisions would be taken on by the acquirer. So basically, effectively, that means this made it very hard for, I think, mm. it, it preempted and influenced the ultimate DC outcome because then I think it's hard for Nando Becker to push for an expulsion when it's not even the same club or the same owner. Um, it's hard for him, I, but, but in... So, so, so who pays the fine? Who, of, so who pays this 1.2 million rand now? Look, is it Royal AM? Is it TTM? According to what Michael Murphy said um, last week, the the acquirer takes it over. So, so definitely the, the 12 points that are docked, um, that are suspended, pending a year that that the club doesn't do the same offence of not showing up for a match, that goes to TTM. Hmm? So, as I understand it. Um, it can't be one sanction goes to one club and the other one doesn't go to the other goes to the other. So it 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 officially goes to TTM. What I don't know is whether Sean Mkise has an arrangement with Lawrence Muller would be that she will pay the fine. I mean, I would imagine there is that. I would imagine give it, that might have been part of their sale agreement. Okay. Um, I think but that, um, yeah. it goes to TTM. So so the difficulty there, Tobiso, is that. Nandebeke couldn't push for the most extreme um, uh, sentence. Mm. And, and the problem there is the precedent, is that a, a, a team kind of didn't show up for four matches and in some ways has kind of got away with it. I'm not saying the most extreme fine. It is the heaviest fine the PSL could have done of a million rand for each match, but again, it's suspended. So you've got this kind of in the middle, like you say, sentence that is not as, as, as harsh as it could have been, Certainly no is near, near as harsh as a, a, an expulsion, and, and it's got a suspension as well, a suspension element, and, and the points doctor's got a suspension. So that that was obviously influenced by the sale of the club, so it's, it's a dangerous precedent that's been set, I think. But that, that's how I see it. And, I and that's the state of affairs in our football. Let's let's rather focus on what's happening on the field of play because wow, yeah, um, it's not easy to re- it's not nice to report on these things. Now Brian has already put his head on the block, and so many people agree with him. Matimu Akashikombe says I agree with Bruno. Sundowns are favourite, but it's only two games into the season. Pirates with the right coaching will improve. I don't see Chiefs or Amazulu challenging. And then there is a gentleman here who says that Bruno has such a radio voice. Please make him a regular here. Okay, man. <laughs> 
Send his numbers if you want them. Hey, Mark, who do you, how do you see this season going? Who are your title contenders chasing Peck and who do you expect to struggle? Okay. Um, Bruno does have a radio voice. Unfortunately, I don't as much. He's also got more radio experience than me. Um, yeah, look, Sundowns are already leading the pack, I think, even after one match. <laughs> I think that, um, oh, wow. yes, obviously, I'd agree with Brian on that. I think it's Sundowns are the team to beat. I mean, they're the four-time successive champions. They can only be the team to beat. They've made good signings. Um, they've strengthened again. I mean, people like Divine Lunga, Kutumele can really bring a lot. Um, and, and they're refreshing the team because they're aware some of their players were getting old. So you see the exit of Mabunda. You see Kekana was transferred at one stage. Um, so absolutely, I mean, Sundowns in squad and coaching staff. And that coaching staff were only finding their feet I think last season, um, I think they'll get stronger um, with with each year. And they seem to have a great synergy, the trio. Um, so certainly Sundowns are the team to beat. Um, I, I, I do agree. I think Pirates can get better. Um, I think Pirates, you know, they, it's a setback when you lose your coach after just one match. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a bit of a strange way that it worked out as well. That's possibly... I don't know. It seemed, I, I've got to say, it seemed to me last season, by the end of the season, you could see they were going nowhere a bit, but I guess they'd won the MTN 8 and finished third, and it was hard for the team to buy the coach. Um, but maybe they could have been a bit more bold with that decision. And, you know, we always criticizing when, coach, when clubs fire coaches, but I think mm. that maybe there might, might have been a bit more boldness needed. But I do think in Nikazi and, and Fadri can do something at Pirates, and they've certainly got the squad. Um, there's been signs. I mean, t- tonight. They were they were flat, but um, but I do think they can. They certainly, I think they can get something together with that combination they've got there and that coaching staff. I think those two coaches can get a good intensity from their team. Um, I, yo, with Chiefs, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, he's always willing to ride with uh, Stuart Baxter. <laughs> he's a result coach, huh? and um, the signings are good. The signings are good. I do think there's an element to Chiefs um, that they've had a shorter preseason than most because of playing in the Champions League and maybe not as much break as everyone else. Um, I, I do think a lot of the signings are arriving at different stages and I think um, different stages of conditioning. And I do think those are challenges. Um, and there's been a lot of changes at the club and it's a new coach and a new philosophy. Um at the same time, yeah, and you do expect, you know, Stuart had great success with the club before. And it was a similar situation with good signings as well coming in. Um, I don't think that's a guarantee that he's going to have success now. I think the difference is there's been six seasons without um, silverware, and the demoralization is a lot lower than the last time he arrived. Um, and again, when you look at our Gavin Hunt how his season went even with the fever transfer ban you, you just can't say for sure hmm. I think Chiefs can be up there I think they can be up there if Baxter gets his combinations right um, and right now you know the first few games have been unimpressive um, but to be honest so far it's not been amazing they've also been quite flat but you expect I them think to the be up there I think the two of them can both be up there challenging okay and quickly who do you, who do you expect to struggle this season um I think, 
I, I can see Galen struggling. I know they were good tonight. Um, they've got some players, but everyone's got players. Everyone's strong. Um, I think it's a real challenge when you buy a team so close to the beginning of the season as Royal AM have bought Celtic and then relocate, especially a team that was such a popular team, and relocate them to Durban. I know they've got a big bank balance, but um, that's a heck of a challenge. It could go pear-shaped for them. I don't know. On the other hand, they could be fighting for the top half. Um, but I think I can see Galen struggling. Um, again, you never know. It's so hard to predict these things. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, Maritzburg have lost a few players and they're struggling financially. Um, I know Middendorf gets results, but it was tough for them last season. Um, yeah. Okay, Mark, I hear you, I hear you. I think you're clear that it's tough to predict, but he expects Pirates and Chiefs to challenge, but he expects Sundowns to win it again, and then Marumo to struggle, and uh, also Royal AM to struggle. Let's say what you are saying on the WhatsApp voice notes before I go back to Brian and then Dance Malisel. Hi, my name is Sapang Mailwani, Senior Soccer Writer for Soccer Laduma. Uh, these are my DSTV Premiership predictions for the season. I've got Sundowns finishing number one, um, I look at them more settled compared to um, the other teams in the league. Brought in a few new faces who will just add on to the quality that's already there. Um, and I feel like the teams around them are also either rebuilding or maybe just not strong enough to launch that serious challenge for the title. In number two, I've got Swallows. I think they'll push Sundowns a bit. I mean, they started well last season, but lost it a bit at some point um, with, with the many draws that they had. But they've boosted their team quite well and they've started well. So. You know, second season in the top flight, I think Brandon Tutor has a proper understanding of top flight football. I've got Chiefs finishing in third, um, brought in new good signings. I think it's about whether Baxter will use them or not, but I think Baxter has that ability to get um, the best out of his players. So I think Chiefs will be finishing in third place when I look at them. Bottom two, Marumo Galans for me, I see them as the team finishing bottom of the table. They've brought in a new coach who I'm, I'm just a bit worried about in terms of him knowing South African football. Um, you can see the slow start that they've made. I know it's early in the season, but I think it might just take some time for them to sort of get to gel. And another team that I feel will struggle this season is probably Royal AM. Um, I think with a lot that has happened there with Celtic, with them, um, I just feel like they 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 are gonna probably finish in that um, playoff position. Hi. Okay, those are the views of a journalist, Sapang Milo, and a Sundowns Swallows Chiefs. Okay, Garlands AM, just like Mark, he said that they will struggle. Let's hear what the listeners are saying now. Um, before we go to Coach Dance. Good evening, Tabiso. Good evening, Mr. Brian and the team. Uh, Mr. Brian, I pray that at least he get a national recognition from the president. You know, I pray that he never ever retire from the game. He's one of the finest commentators we have in Africa, not just in South Africa, but Africa as a whole. Nevertheless, Coach um, Hugo Bruce should give us a break. He shouldn't tell us that his most of his players are being benched. The clubs are running the clubs. They start people, players that they know, they are well performing. You understand? So if coach Hugo Bruce thinks that his players are benched, he should probably trim the team and get another players supported. It's Bram Warren Bloemfontein. Tabiso, my brother, I think this season is going to be interesting. Speaking to Tabo in the dozer. But I think Baxter can change the league. 
but I think it's going to have a lot of ups and downs because his system like, doesn't work for some of the players. But I still feel like sometimes uh, in the good run, which is defend the league. For you Pirates, let's take it easy. Singapore put under pressure. Thanks to my brother. I love the show as always. Okay, everybody says sundowns before I go to Coach Dance. Bruno, I've got a minute and 20 seconds before the break here. So you've also said sundowns, Brian Mufukeng. Will it be good enough for sundowns to just win the league then this season with all the investments they've made or do they need to do more than the league? I think they need to do way more than that. Uh, you know, you know, the league won't be easy. Let, let me just clarify that. Uh, I think the, the the league will not be easy at all for Sundowns. Uh, they'll still have to fight it out. As you saw, I mean, when they get frustrated, sometimes it comes out. In the game against Amazulu, they were stretched a bit, and you could see you saw some cracks coming through. In a game today against uh, Cheaper United, also we saw a bit of that coming in. When you saw the game they played against Kaza Chiefs, if you look at that in the MTN eight, in a first half they dominated, allowed Chiefs to come back in a second half, and Chiefs could have won the game. May they converted some of the chances. I mean, the child that was taken by Nganga at some stage, had that Nganga goal gone in, would have been talking a totally different story. But I think that makes for very interesting uh, football in a country when you see a team like Sundowns, who've been the heavy spenders all along, and see what they can be able to do all along. Okay, Brian Mufukeng's views. He's still with us until the until 8, but Coach Denten Malisela will join us now after this short break. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. It's so unfortunate. I don't think I don't think there's a club uh, that has uh, uh, an unfortunate uh, scenario like ours, where you have a Ben Motswari injured, you have a Monare injured, you have a Lodge injured, you have a, 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 a about ten players uh, out. So one, you were preparing with them. Uh, all of a sudden, we have to change, and we can't run away. All of a sudden, a change in leadership. Uh, it unsettled the team a bit, uh, but I'm happy with the progress that we have made thus far. And, but I'm happy with the progress, but wait until we, we have our full complement of the team back. I think there is more more to come um, if we have everybody back without uh, disrespecting the players that have played with all the commitment that they've shown. Yeah, yeah. The views of Manlang Nigazi there, saying when the players come back, there'll be a different kettle of fish. But coach, Dent Dent Malisela has been kind enough to join us in this discussion about what we can expect from this season. Coach, good evening from us here on SAFM. Thank you very much for speaking to us tonight. Good evening, good evening, guys. Thanks, Coach. Coach, maybe for you, I mean, we've seen the opening two rounds of the season, including the MTN 8. Is there anything that stands out for you? What do you make from what we have watched so far in these opening rounds of the season? What kind of football have you witnessed? <sighs> Honestly, um, not much. Hmm. Um, and and, and, and I'm, I'm trying to be very honest. Hmm. Uh, without... Um, um, having people to judge me or say that I'm critical or whatever, but I always get worried about South African football. Mm. You know, so what worries I, you? I, I, what worries me is the performances. You know, um, to be honest, they haven't been good. Maybe it's too early for me to judge, but um, at least we must see at glimpses of of what should be happening, you know. Uh, there must be colour to a particular club. There must be uh, a philosophy that we can see. Hey, this club is is driving to towards this direction. But from all that I have seen, I haven't seen a lot from 
any club that says, yeah, here we are, and this is what we are doing, and this is what the direction we want to take. And, and, and that's it, you know, it, 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 it's not, it's not colorful. It doesn't over well for, for South African football. Um, you, you have a situation in, say, in England, where we, we are privileged to see matches in England, and then you start seeing, oh, this is, this is that lab. Here is the philosophy. Here is this philosophy. It's continuing, or it's getting in this direction, or it's not, it's failing. You know, but there is a philosophy. So we don't see philosophies within our clubs at the moment. Okay, that's in, that's interesting. So it's not necessary. Is it necessary about playing an expensive game or a more direct game, or just the clubs need to have identity for you, coach? It's playing football. It's playing, playing, playing football. Play football, and let's see the direction you are taking. What direction are you taking? If we're gonna have this scop and donor and and whatever it, it's not good for us you know and i'm not disrespecting anybody i i do not disrespect anybody mm. but what i'm saying is let's see a direction a direction that says we are heading this way particularly from the big clubs because we need the big clubs you get what i'm saying mm. we need the big clubs to be leading and saying hey guys follow us this is where we are heading to you know uh, and I'm not disrespecting anybody, and I'm not saying anything else that is going to say, yeah, he's got bitter, whatever. Mm. We have a game where an opposition has never had a shot at goal. I mean, what does it say to us? Yes, and we've also got Brian Mufukeng here in studio. Brian, you were talking about today's games. I mean, nil-nil draws in both those games, no goals. Do you, do you sh- agree with what the coach is saying here about maybe the kind of football that you'd like to see this season? You know, I mean, when uh, uh, Braden, you know, every time, <laughs> every time I think Braden, I always remember moments when you we were in PE while he's still the coach of Cheaper United. He said that, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter how big you look as long as you can play the beautiful game. It's all I want to see on the field of play. And I have to say, yes. I, I agree with him on the fact that if you remember, Tabiso, I mentioned the fact that sundowns were stretched. And the fact mm. that sundowns have had most of these players for the longest of time mm. and have got a big squad to pull from. The fact that they found themselves almost caught up by Chiefs in the second half mm. of the MTN8 match and also that against Amazon they needed a penalty to win that game and, and, and also today they were stretched by Cheaper United. It really does confirm what Braden is talking about. The fact that we haven't found a team that has shown outright that we are the one to, to, to beat. You know, we are the one who are going to win everything. But if you look at the quality Sundowns has, mm. you expect them to win it. You expect them to go out and win. And you want to see them win everything, given the fact of the quality they have in a team. But if they, they cannot do that, then it to be worrisome for the people who own Sundowns to say, we have this team that should be winning everything. What is wrong? So that is why I'm saying everybody has to fight to get it to get stuff off Sundowns, which is going to be a very difficult job. And we know that they slow started. On that note, Brian, and I'm going to get you and the coach's thoughts on this. What was quite interesting in today's fixtures, Brian Mufukeng, is that all four goalkeepers that started are foreign goalkeepers. Last year, we did a show here about how half of the starting keepers in the league were foreign keepers and taking nothing away from these keepers. Obviously, they're good and that's why they're playing. But is that a concern when we look at the bigger picture for you first, Brian, and then I'll go to the coach? It is. Why? It is a concern because if you if, if then we are there for... Uh, helping other countries to have better goalkeepers as opposed to actually making sure that we have our own sitting and playing regularly. 
if the if 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 the goalkeeper is is weak in goals, then I'll say get rid of him. You know, mm. I mean, if you look at the for example, let's look at the game between uh, when Sundowns played against Kaza Chiefs mm. in, in in the game they played in MTN eight. In the other side, you have Yutumel and Kuhn. In the other side, you had a goalkeeper uh, Kennedy Muene, who did mm. very well on the day for Sundowns. But then you have also another young goalkeeper who's coming up at Kaza Chiefs in Peterson. Mm. You know, could have been given a chance. Bruce Vuma played in a game of the weekend. Ricardo so, Goss on the Ricardo other side. Ricardo Goss on the other side. So you like to see more of those players being given a chance to play regularly because that. All goes well for the national teams. But mm. then somebody will tell you that football is business. You know, you want to make sure you win everything. So you, you need to make sure that the coaches have a mandate as far as what they need to be doing as far as the teams are concerned. For you, Coach Dent, why are these teams relying on foreign goalkeepers as their number ones? Well, I, what can we read I really from don't this? Do, I, I really don't know, but um, I think as well it's... it's uh, it, it, it goes back to the same old song that says uh, development, development, development. You know, uh, we've been singing this song for, for for a long time. You know, not even not not only the goalkeepers. Uh, it also has to do with um, has to do with our players. Mm. One coach now said, I don't want to mention his name. Now said, how is he going to coach players who cannot trap and all of these things? You know, sometimes it's an excuse, mm. you know, but if, if you're sitting and you say, you sit for a season and players cannot trap and whatever, then you come out and you say, oh, okay, the players could not trap, but uh, how even if I coach them for 10 years, mm. uh, I would not be able to achieve anything. Uh, then it says something about you. Why didn't you cry about development? You know, mm. uh, when when things were rosy, when you were still at the helm, mm. you know. So we, we we need to to see how we can get goalkeepers from our country. We need to see how we can get um, players to be able to trap and all of that. I've been complaining about uh, technicalities of the game. Mm. I've I've complained all over, and I said uh, there's a whole lot of things that you can do in terms of improving our technical aspects of the game oh. and mm. and people have been saying yeah then is crying whatever and whatever but i know that a whole lot of our players have not gone through these things but i know that we can work around that and see how we can do that within the same sphere of a player that is that is talented okay let's take the last you break you get what i'm saying he's talented you. yes he's talented yes but he lacks a little bit of technicality, you know. Mm. So can we help this player? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a quick break. We've got more after this break. We're speaking to Coach Dance Malisela and Brian Mufuking. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. I think sometimes we'll, we'll have it easier again this season. I think they, will, they won't struggle because of continuity from last season. And on top of that, they managed to to add some some a few good players on top of a star-studded team that they already had. I think uh, Chiefs will challenge because of Stuart Baxter. He has a very strong squad and his, his experience of challenging will also play a huge role. Uh, my third team will be Cape Town City. I think with, with Coach Eric, who's been uh, doing very well in, in terms of Cups, I think now we will be eager to go all out for, for the league. And if you look at their 
their squad. It's not the best squad as well. Stragglers, <laughs> I think uh, Maroma will struggle this this uh, team that used to be called TTM because of the new coach. He's not used to the league, and he, he I think he'll be fired before maybe he even tries to 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 know the league better. And so they will they will go for another coach, and it will be a mix up. My second team to to that I predict that will struggle is. Uh, uh, Baroka, Baroka. I think after losing Goodman, they didn't uh, go for a player of his quality. I know that they signed Lala from from Amatax, but if you lose a player of Moselle's caliber, you need to to break the bank because they got man on Moselle. They should have maybe tried to to buy someone who's at his level. Okay, is is that Sitlendebele from the Sovetian? I believe that's Sitlendebele from the Sovetian. Rob Delpot from Itiski Times, you've sent us three minutes, my friend. Oh, we're not going to be able to play all of that. But Coach Dance, another point that's coming through um, is, is that um, it's always good to see young coaches coming up and bringing with them these youthful technical teams or these technocrats or, or whatever they call themselves. And it's not every day you get to see that in the PSL. And a common uh, feature here in the voice notes is that they believe that this coach at Maromo Gallens, for example, will struggle because not a lot of people know about him. Just what do you make of the of the coaching scenario in the PSL and how we always seem to bring these coaches from outside? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not in a job now and people will say that <laughs> <laughs> I speak for myself. Yeah, but but you, you need a father figure. That's number one. Mm. You need a leader. You you just don't need anybody because um, you you have seen them or their CV and whatever. You you need just just two days ago somebody called me to say, "Hey, coach, I respect you so much." Mm. And and I, he, 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 this person is working somewhere else. Mm. And he said, "I respect you so much." And I said, "Why are you saying that?" And he said, "Look." This game is not for babies. Mm. You know, you you need somebody who is very strong. You need somebody who is going to be a father figure. You need a leader, you know. And and the problem with us is that it's just that we don't have too much time. Mm. Um, uh, you know, this thing goes with leadership. And and leaders leaders are always identified. And the problem with us in the country is that we don't, we cannot identify leaders. You know, from the time that players are, are involved in football and everybody is involved in football, we just take somebody because they come with all, all this thing that says uh, theory and theory and theory. <laughs> football is a practical sport. <laughs> it's a practical sport. And if you cannot, if you cannot align yourself with the practicality of football, then you 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 are done. Mm. Don't come and tell me what happened in Europe and whatever. I identify with what South Africa has to do. What South African players are about. I need players. That's why I'm saying we we need time. You know, yeah. no, so we'll, we can speak about this thing. We'll, we'll you, make you know. the time. We must make the time yeah. here for this conversation. We must make the time, even if it's tomorrow. I'm available. Okay, but I will tell you that. You know, when you go on the field, it's a different thing from what you discuss in the 
in the office when you when you're sitting with your technical team and everybody else it's mm. a different thing and 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 all these things are seen on the field mm. because what you discuss is not even about the practicality of whatever is going to happen so you need to sit and say oh this is happening on uh, on the on the field and understand the players and understand what they can do and they cannot do but don't sit in the office and tell me that oh okay fine we can do this and then we play this way and then come with all these terms that players don't even understand okay let's give brian the last word because he's been laughing and he didn't even give us his strugglers <laughs> brian but there's a point that you wanted to make brian you, you know you know something when when i watched uh, the coach dan when he was still in charge of united fc and you've seen how many of those players eventually progressed to be at Cape Town All-Stars to eventually find themselves at Cheaper United and moved with him within all the different teams. Those players that had been 18 and 19-year-old to eventually become the senior players we know at the moment. I've covered the youth tournaments a lot of times, Tabiso. And one thing that always hurts me when I come back and watch football in South Africa is to see how many of those players that actually broke into the youth team are making it in their senior teams in South African leagues. Mm. Because those players eventually will end up in a ba- on a bench or send on loan stands where they never get to play football at all and eventually will retire without having kicked the ball or even played at all. Because of injuries and frustration, they'll find themselves involved in certain things that's got nothing to do with football. So until you can actually sort that out, I believe we'll be sitting and having this conversation in 2032 and discussing the same to say, <laughs> what happened to the players? Why don't we have enough players to represent us in the Premier Division and having a lot of foreign players in South Africa? So no progression for you? That, that's my biggest gripe. My biggest right. gripe is that I want to see a player that I saw 10 years ago being part of the senior team, not just by virtue of signed by the team, but playing for the team. Okay, two interesting points here. Um, no progression for Brian Mofukeng and also Dan Densmalisela, coach, saying problem in our country is that we cannot identify leaders. But Brian, we're not going to let you go. Uh, we have to go to news. I know Kimo Dupi is waiting, but um, who do you think will struggle this season? I've got to say, I believe Gallants will actually be one of those strugglers. The champions of the Netbank Cup, guys. Nah, I, I believe if unless they sort some things out, they're going to find themselves struggling right at the bottom. But they will survive relegation. For me, Royal AM. <laughs> so it means my team is safe. Cheaper United. Which one? Cheap. No, it's still early times. Still early times, my friend. But I'm saying, for me, Royal AM, unless they start really doing things differently. Because, you know, Bloemfontein Celtic, if you look at Bloemfontein Celtic, mm. the players were able to sustain and keep themselves within the top eight without getting paid. But those players can fight and win stuff for you. Just show them love. And imagine how much they can do for you. Okay. Thank you. Let's leave it there, gentlemen. Coach Dan says we need more time. I agree with him. We're going to make time, Coach Dan. We need to get all your thoughts here because even Lukolo September is listening to us all the way. He's in Egypt or Yawande in Cameroon. I think he's in Egypt and he's enjoying this conversation here. Thanks, Lux, for keeping in touch with what's happening here at home. We're going to leave it there because we really have to go to news now. Kimutupi's